2: African-American has gained, America has gained. As a matter of fact, that phrase that says, that thing about rising all votes, well, when the African-American vote rises, so does America's vote. And as we speak of vote, let's remember our responsibility to vote. And those folks in South Carolina are exercising that today. I hope that all of you will do that in South Carolina and all the upcoming elections because your vote is the most powerful thing, the most powerful tool you have as a citizen. Well, so guess what we're going to talk about today on Our Own Voices Live? We are going to talk about call to action. All month, we've talked about the black agenda. We've talked about voting. We've talked about economics. We've even talked about personal responsibility. And then today, we're going to talk about our role and what we want. Not what other people tell us, but this is what we want. So let me tell you a little bit about Our Own Voices Live. Our Own Voices Live comes to you every Saturday morning, excuse me, every Saturday afternoon at 12.30 p.m., That's 3.30 p.m. for our East Coast listeners. And big shout-out to my East Coast listeners, to my Midwest uh, listeners, and, oh, for my people in the Great White North up in Minnesota and Wisconsin and places like that, big shout-out to you. And if I could, I would give you some of this bright sunshine and warm weather that we're having. It is beautiful here in the LV. A little bit more about Our Own Voices Live. Our Own Voices Live is a radio show featuring people and stories from our community in Las Vegas, the surrounding area, and someplace near you. America is the greatest country on earth due to its cultural diversity, and not in spite of it. Our mission is to help bridge the cultural and ethnic divide in America by working together to build the greatest bridge in history to unite us. And some of the ways that we go about doing this is with shows like Our Own Voices Live, as well as other shows on the Speak Up Network, Brother Levan with Real Radio, Brother Thomas Berry with Rant Radio, and of course Sister Angela Thomas with Needle on the Record, as well as Brother Franklin G on Power eighty-eight point one KCEP with his show on Friday, Like It Is Radio, Terrestrial Radio, y'all. So we try to bring it to you many different forms using the medium, as well as we have print media with our own voices. The print magazine is where it all started, and look for that on shelves near you sometime soon. It is so critically important that we have these discussions, whether it's at the gathering that we do on Friday, and if you all are doing one where you are, I strongly encourage you to do so as The founder of the gathering, Mr. Sam Smith, used to tell us, black people need to get to know one another. We need to come together. We need to break bread together. We need to find out who we are, what our names are, and then we need to talk. And after we talk, and get comfortable with one another, learn our strengths, even our weaknesses, then we can move forward together to do something more than we've done what we have to do. And until we do that, we may just languish where we are with the status quo. And I would say that this year is not the year for status quo. We see that in the political movements with Bernie Sanders on the Democratic side and also with Donald Trump on the Republican side. But what I say to you is what do you, black people, African-Americans, children that were kidnapped from the African continent, what do you want? You can pick elected officials to represent you, but if you pick them without telling them what you want them to do for you, then do they really have to do anything for you? Do you have anything to hold them accountable for? Well, let's get rid of the questions and make it a definitive and tell them what it is that we want them to do for us. And in Black History Month, for those of you who may be a little hesitant because a little uncomfortable because you know it makes other people uncomfortable when black people start talking about black people and what they want and what benefits them. Hey, if we cannot talk about it in Black History Month, and for that matter, why should we always have to make those caveats? (sighs) Last night at the third annual Black Week, Black Weekend here in Las Vegas, Brother Oscar Randall, and um, I believe it's Randall. It could be Cunningham. Excuse me. Pardon me if I get the name wrong. And Sister uh, China Hudson did a skit, and it was I Can't Breathe. And it was simplistic, but it was, you know, very touching and heartfelt. And it talked about what happens to black people in this country. And it talks about the Black Lives Matter movement. Now, the Black Lives Matter movement is not just a group of people. It is an idea. It is a concept. And I wanted to make sure that I said that it is an idea because some people may focus too much on the people and not the idea. And it is an idea, and it is an idea That though it says black lives matter It is not just for black people It is for all Americans Because black people are American And one of the foundation principles of this country Is what we do for the least of these Also is you religious folks It's in your Bible And black people historically Have fit into that category Of the least of these So what Will be done for black people I submit to you that there will be nothing Done for us Until we are willing to do For ourselves and a part Of doing for ourselves Is telling our Representatives which is The American way through our Vote and through Our continual Communication with them What it is that we want them to Do for us Sam Smith said you got to put it on paper so you got to write it down. You know, Al Green and and, and I believe it's and Nesby said, you got to put it on paper. Put it on, put it on. You got to put it on paper. You have to write it down. Sometimes you have to write it down to remember yourself. And then after you write it down, you have to give what you've written down to others and to the people who are charged With representing you If you do not have it written down If you do not have it committed to memory How can you share it with someone else Because ultimately Votes are going to happen Presidential candidates Will be nominated from each party Whether you participate or not So your vote does count Just as you count But if you don't vote There is no vote for yours to count And nor will you count So a part of the black agenda Is you have to participate In the political process That we have in this country I am not saying it is the best Nor the greatest And without flaws But what I am saying Is that it is ours It belongs to this country, and we are a part of this country. And for those of you who don't believe you are a part of this country, I would suggest that you think about your slave ancestors, if you have ancestors who were slaves, and think about the blood, sweat, tears, efforts, and dreams that went into the building of the very foundation of this country because it was built off, of their free Labor Now to say free labor pretty Slave Enforced labor Country We made this country This is just as much Our country If not more our country Than anyone else You know they tell us to Uh, Pick yourself up by your own bootstraps. Let's keep in mind that the power structure in this country forced us not only to pick them up by their own bootstraps, but to carry them, to elevate the shoes on them. So they did not do that. So they do not have the right to tell us to do what they didn't do. As a matter of fact, we did it for them. Most everything that they have came due to us, the black man and woman, the African, now the African-American. So we were enslaved for hundreds of years. Then we had a 100 years, roughly, of Jim Crow, and so many years of just bias and racism. And we still have it to this day. But we still have a system. And through the efforts of so many who came before us, we are allowed to participate in that system. Now, I say allowed somewhat tongue-in-cheek, because as as an American... And as Americans, it was something that was always ours to do, but through force was kept from us. So they did not give us something, because when they give you something, that means it's something that is not entitled to you. This was entitled to us. They were forced to remove the barriers of our participation. So now that those barriers of participation are gone, it is up to us to participate. You cannot win the game unless you are participating in the game, whether on the field, in the
1: manager's box.
2: The American system of government is the same. You have to be in the game. You have to participate. And if you want it better, then even more reason to participate. And for those of you who say, well, I'm not going to participate until the general election, well, by the time the general election comes around, about 50% or more of the action has already been done, choices have already been made for you. Okay. So last night, I was at an event uh, that was called the Third Annual Black Weekend. And it was a beautiful event. Dr. Leonard Jeffries was our lecturer, our master teacher. And some of the things he spoke about were things that impact us day but he gave us solutions for these problems he talked about the pyramid of power and in that pyramid of power he listed three things because a pyramid has three sides and he talked about politics economics and spirituality politics economics and spirituality and those are things that produce some of the greatest civilizations in the history of the world. As a matter of fact, those are the things that created civilization and it started on the continent in Africa by Africans. So if those were the things that we have done from the very beginning of civilization, then it's, it seems that we can do that now and we can continue building off of those things and building this community. As a matter of fact, Dr. King called it the beloved community is based off of those things. Dr. King didn't just talk about walking around and and, and marching for, you know, civil liberties and he talked about economic freedom, housing, education, Reparation? Oh, that's right, we're not supposed to say that. Oh, it's black issue, but we can say that. Reparation? Wouldn't it be something if we could get one political candidate to say that I am willing and as president, as governor, as congressman, as senator, as mayor, I support a national study on just what reparations is and should be. So if we are not able to get them to give us reparations now, okay, can we talk about it? Now here's the thing. There's an old quote that says, those things you cannot talk about and those people you cannot talk about, those who do not allow you to talk about those things that are important to you, then those people are your oppressor. And as American citizens, we should not be oppressed by any governmental entity, anybody. I got a a Facebook message. I was tagged on a post from my good sister, Dr. Tiffany Tyler, uh, this morning. And what it talked about, and and this went out to a few people. It went out to uh, Assemblyman Tyrone Thompson, Assemblywoman Dina Neal, uh, Beverly Mason, Commissioner Lawrence Weekly. These these were the people who were tagged. And then from that, I was tagged. Uh, Devin Moore uh, was tagged. And it referenced to the NAACP black elected officials, and the congressional, uh, excuse me, the Clark County Black Caucus. And, and this is what my good sister wrote. Let's conduct a series of town hall meetings and host an, another summit. We should also partner with the NAACP, Black elected officials, Clark County Black Caucus, to raise awareness. We could also partner with yours truly, Rodney Smith, Devin Moore to develop a black agenda and host a state of the black union series. Once we galvanize the community around these issues, let's build stakeholder capacity in the areas advocacy, policy, analysis, strategic planning, and economics. Once we strengthen the community's capacity to respond, we could begin working with or building each system's capacity to respond to these issues in partnership with the community. Now, the original post was by a sister, and that was from my good sister, Dr. Tiffany Tyler. And since then, Devin Moore has responded and let his good sister, Dr. Tyler, know that the Vegas Black Think Tank is back and that they will be conducting a series of these types of meetings and welcome others to attend, developing three, five, ten-year plans. And I say we need to develop a plan for this year, 2016. Politics is happening now, and politics will affect us while our decisions that we make this year, 2016, will affect us for all of those years mentioned with little opportunity to make change in it. So, yes, we need to have those discussions, and they need to be continuing discussions, but we need to have that town hall meeting immediately. I would call on the Urban League to participate. I would call on the 100 black men, the 100 black women, the lynx The Divine Nine. You know, we have so many organizations. When is the last time that these organization heads have gotten together under one roof, within four walls, to come together and discuss the needs of our people and develop an agenda to satisfy those needs? I, Rodney Smith, support this and have actually been calling on it for a number of years. I did a post on my Facebook page that I spread to multiple communities and group pages calling for the same thing. And it is about time that we did it. There is no point in waiting any longer. It is time to take action. Now, Assemblywoman Dina Neal, now I just want you all to know that's my homegirl. When it comes to elected officials in Nevada, that's my go to person. She is the one closest to a public servant that we have in the legislature, in the state house. That's right. She is the one. She is the one constantly engaging the community and doing things. Now locally, we have Commissioner Larry Weekly, Lawrence Weekly, who goes to multiple meetings. He's out there beating the drums of excellence, just like Sam Smith said. You know, he said, "Yeah, we can set up programs for you, but if you go into these programs half stepping, now I'm paraphrasing using my own words. If you go into these programs half stepping, you might be worse off afterwards than you were before. So you need to get it together." Assemblywoman Dina Neal has even set up programs and workshops to help businesses and nonprofits prepare themselves to take part in many of these programs. Well, Assemblywoman Neal says that we are, this is quote, we are actually planning to host a town hall on criminal justice issues. The black elects are with the Latino community. We are planning it now. We can do just an African-American one as well. I am typing right now, bravo, because that's what we need. Black and brown, as it is often said, to include our Latino brothers and sisters, reality is they're Afro-Latino, but in America, we call them our Latino Hispanic brothers and sisters. Yes, we would love to partner with them we would love to collaborate with them on issues that we both can support and are of a like mind. And, yes, we need to have continual dialogue and discussion with them, as well as other groups. But before we move forward with those types of discussions with other groups, we have to get it together in our own house with us, African Americans, black people. So, yes, I want to have those conversations with others. Yes, I want to have meetings in town halls that include others eventually. But initially, we must, we must have these discussions with African Americans only. We must do that. Let me repeat, if we are going to establish an agenda for us, for African Americans, we must do it, other African Americans only. We have to first include ourselves before we can
1: include others.
2: One of the great lessons I learned was a member of the Hispanic Caucus and Si Right here in Las Vegas And I was a black Man who was allowed to participate In both these Latino Hispanic Caucuses, organizations But when it came time to Vote on things that were Unique and specific To our Afro Latino brothers and sisters You know to the what's called the Latino Hispanics here in America I would abstain From voting. Now if it was a general Issue I would vote. Now I was a I was a card-carrying, dues-paying member with all the rights of everyone else in there. But because it was something that pertained to them specifically, I did not vote. And confirmation came to me after some of these votes when one of the leaders of the organization came to me and thanked me. And I wasn't exactly sure what I was being thanked for, so of course I asked and it was and I was being thanked for not voting on issues that were pertinent to them. Thanked me for supporting their organization and supporting them, but also thanked me for abstaining on issues that were unique and pertinent to them. And I, I felt empowered. Well, hey, I appreciate you all for allowing me to be here and, and and participating with you as much as appropriate. But what I'm saying to you, it is not a it is not appropriate for others and for us to allow others in our organi- organizing meetings and events to actively participate. Sometimes it is not even appropriate for them to to be there because sometimes their presence may cause other people. Not to open up and speak out, and they should. We should have the freedom to speak f- freely. So what I'm saying is that, and I'm gonna. I'm in Las Vegas. I'm in Nevada. So I am putting a call out, just as in
1: I did earlier
2: on my Facebook page. What the Black people want, the Black agenda, and our own voices. Just as Dr. Tiffany Tyler did this morning on her page and talked about stakeholders. She asked for the NAACP, DEOs, the Clark, Clark County Black Caucus. I'm calling on the Divine Nine. I mean, after all, the Divine Nine partially were created due to the education to be able to reach out in the communities and help the advancement to my Masonic sisters and brothers. Yes, as we celebrate Prince Hall, I am calling on you to participate, to move out of those hollowed halls and become a part of the greater community, sharing your skills and expertise. I'm calling for the veterans community. You have skills, training, and leadership and management that is sorely needed in our community. This is a time for all hands on deck. Yes, this is a time for the links. This is a time for the 100 black women, the 100 black men, the Urban League, Uplift Foundation, the Urban Chamber of Commerce, the Black Chamber of Commerce. These are all the stakeholders and so many more our pastors, because they're leaders too. We need you. We need an assembly of all of you. And for those who I may not have mentioned, those in the sound of my voice know who they are. Tell them. If you are in a congregation, remember, a congregation is the body. And the body should be able to tell the head What it needs So that the head can provide for it In this case The head of your particular church Is your pastor You may have a deacon board Talk to your deacon What I'm saying You, you belong to a non-profit Talk to your board It is time for us To move forward With our agenda And the way that we move forward with our agenda is we take the brain trust that we have in all of these organizations, we assemble that brain trust in one area, and then we bring up those things that are important to us. Now, I realize historically that all will not participate due to scheduling conflict, family, emergencies. Some people may not even believe in. And that's okay. That's okay. We cast a broad net for African Americans. And then whatever comes in, that's what we work with. So maybe we don't get 100 different leaders of 100 different organizations. Maybe we get 20. Now, I'm going to submit. If you give me 20 good black men and black women who are committed and dedicated, they'll probably do more than hundreds anyway. Because sometimes the hundreds and hundreds are dead weight, fat. Organization here, I'm talking organization 101. There will be some heated discussion and debate, and that's okay as long as we are respectful of one another. There's going to be some disagreement. That's also okay. Someone may bring in something that someone else may have never considered or thought of, and that's okay. That's how we get better. That's how we grow. And so you're going to have that that time of discussion where it might get a little heated. Again, we ask that you be respectful of one another. Think of it as if you're talking to your mom. <laughs> So once we have this conversation, then we can put to practice some other organizational and structural things where we start to build out what it is that we think we want. And when we do this, it may go in a a whole lot of different things. But after you get all of those things, and as many of them as possible, and everyone gets a chance to speak as time will allow, and this may take a series of meetings. Then you start to categorize the thing. Don't try to do it right off the bat. The first thing is get it out of our heads and onto some paper. That's what Sam Smith said. Put it on paper. Al Green said it. Put it on that chalkboard. Put it on paper. Get it in the computer. Then categorize. And then after you categorize it, it will be smaller, right? Then we'll get into the prioritizing of it be some more heated debate and discussion, because everybody's item is important to them. This is when it comes to falling back on what our ancestors did, and that's called sacrifice for the greater good, and that's our people. Well, it is, Oh, it's after 1 o'clock. Let me give a station ID. You are listening to Our Own Voices Live, Our Own Voices Live. is a blog talk radio show coming to you every Saturday at 12.30 p.m. on the West Coast. That's 3.30 p.m. for those of you back east. We would love for you to join into the conversation. You can give us a call at area code 347-826-9600. 347-826-9600. Our topic of discussion today is Black Agenda, Call to Action. I do not do this show on my own. It is with the assistance of my wonderful co-host, Mrs. Angela Thomas. Hey, Angela, welcome to the show.
3: What's going on, Rodney? Thanks for the warm welcome. I'm out in the city streets. I've been to one festival. I went to the Taste of Sounds and Tunes. So I've been in lovely downtown Las Vegas. I've also uh, went to a a family meeting, you know, a school meeting at the new M&M's on the Las Vegas Strip. I had not been to the new location, but it was fantastic. Um, Really a a great, great addition to the Las Vegas Strip. For those of you who are in the... uh, Reach of my voice, and you come into Las Vegas. Make sure you stop down at M M&M and M Soul Food on the Las Vegas Strip. It was pretty amazing, right? It's nice.
2: Well, Sister Angela, I, I'm feeling a little. I'm feeling kind of proud here because for those of us, for those of you who listen to the show on a regular basis, you know that Angela is the one that gets down and gets to do all the exciting things, and usually brings things to me. Well, our brother Alex, Cherub, Actually invited me down to the well. I guess it was newer then. M M&M and M on Las Vegas Boulevard, not too far from the Stratosphere Tower. And Sister Angela, i had broken bread at that M and
3: M. Oh my God! I, well, I'm telling you nothing, so you can help me. You know, lift them up. I, 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 this is my first experience at the new location. I will say the recipes. Are consistent for those who, those of you who are local listening to us, you know, you know the the location on was it Charleston, and you know the the recipes are fantastic. Me and my husband went there last week after the MLK statue uh, get together, cleanup, and community uh, involvement. So uh, we were out and about this morning, so we stopped by Taste of Taste of uh, Soul and Tunes down. At the Fremont Street Experience, and we kept the party going for uh, our grandson's uh, fundraiser at the school. It was, a, you know, a meeting. My my daughter's moving to Dallas, Texas, so I'm I'm filling in her mom's schedule right uh, for the next few weeks. So I have my grandsons. Rodney, pray for me. Everybody, pray for me. Keep me lifted. I got five grandsons, four of which are at my house right now, eating like locusts. Well, it's, uh, it's
2: my prayers go phenomenal. out to
1: you yeah.
2: and um, <laughs> to all of you who are chasing around those little ones. Uh, I would just I say that you. for those of you who need to get a little e- extra cardio, uh, go find some grandkids, but they'll help. Us. They will definitely help you do that.
3: I'm telling you. So I, I've made those stops. I've, I've I've done my fill-in parental duty with the with the fundraising meeting, and you know got some shots of what's happening in, in Las Vegas with the with the Fremont Street um fest- black Festival at on Fremont Street to uh this weekend. So uh, now I'm at um, you know, fulfilling my I'm restocking. I'm my husband says we're reloading for for the little locusts to uh get get some more food to eat. So it's you know, round two, week two. We made it through
2: week one. Week two. Speaking of events, we do have the Dr. Robert Green Lecture and Book Signing today at 2 Mm -hmm. p.m. here in Las Vegas, and it's at the uh, CSN Cheyenne Telecommunications Auditorium. Once again, Mm -hmm. that's the Dr. Robert Green Lecture and Book Signing today at 2 p.m. at the CSN Cheyenne Campus off of Cheyenne Avenue. And it's in the Telecommunications Auditorium. This is a brother that walked with Dr. King, uh, even helped uh, raise some of Dr. King's children. And he resides right here with his lovely wife, Letty, in Las Vegas. And he's having a book signing today. And once again, it's the Dr. Robert Green Lecture and Book Signing at the CSN Cheyenne Telecommunications Auditorium on the Cheyenne campus on Cheyenne. Uh, Avenue today at 2 p.m. I hope you can go out and make it. Um, our show has to end today at 2 because that means I'll be late getting there but I do want to catch it. We also have another event by my sister girls from Black Girls Inspired that I hope that you all will go to right after you leave the book signing event and that's an mm-hmm. event by Jess Flow of Black Girls Inspired and her team and they're doing something called, I believe it's a letter, and, and somebody helped me out, but I believe it's a letter to my sister. And what this is is they had a similar event uh, with that was primarily focused on women with women. And mm-hmm. from that, they said that there was a lot of gaps, and they needed answers. And they realized that the gaps was because it was just with
3: brothers, my sister's.
2: And the brothers weren't included So this is To include brothers Men, black men Into the conversation to help Fill in those gaps And I'm going to submit to you when we're talking about a black agenda One of the things On that agenda has to be The improvement
1: Of relations
2: and relationships And the establishment Of positive relationships Between the African. African-American woman and the African-American man. This is a must-do, and whatever list that we come up with, my input, that's one of them, is that we have to do that. We cannot move forward with one half back or separated from our other half. It's like the left Uh leg trying to go forward and the right leg trying to go backwards. And you can swap and out. that we know the that, can, that can't away. work.
3: That cannot so, work. So absolutely.
2: We have to do that. So hopefully you all and will uh, and be, be able good. to go to Black Girls Inspired event. Uh, I, I believe it's called a letter, uh, Letters to My Sister. And I believe Craig Knight, from the general manager of KCEP, is going to be one of the brothers sharing his letter. So that's going to be at 4 p.m. today from 4 to 6, and it's going to be at DigiWorld located at 4351 Corporate Center Drive. Once again, it's at 4 p.m. today at DigiWorld at 4351 Corporate Center Drive, and that's suite number 309 in North Las Vegas. I hope that uh, you can go there and check that out. That
3: should be cool. And tomorrow... We have the readathon with dr gurier and in, uh, in, in support of the Samuel Smith educational Foundation, and that will be at the west las vegas arts center
2: uh west las vegas Arts center or or theater, depending on the size of the crowd
3: yeah, and that should be great we're we're um always. Encouraging and Loving to see the young people uh, Picking up those books And enjoying uh, The reading time So the readers sign shall should be awesome Can't wait to yes. uh, see Everyone there tomorrow
2: And there's also going to be a special Tribute to uh, You know In, in the African uh, Tradition they may call them Baba uh, And that's like our master teacher, the man who uh, has inspired me since I've had my time of almost thirty some years in Las Vegas, and that's Mr. Sam Smith. We just celebrated the anniversary of his transition uh, from this life into the next life. And though he lives through us, we're inviting everyone who has memories and recollections of Sam Smith to come out to the readathon. And there's after the readathon segment is over. There's going to be a portion very similar to what we do at the annual Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. candlelight vigil. We give everyone a minute to express their thoughts on Dr. King. We're going to open that up to those who come out to share their recollections of Sam Smith, what he meant to them, how he impacted their life or their children's lives. So we're asking that anyone, and, you know, of course, we'll have limited time, but we've got about 45 minutes where we can uh, we can do that. And we may have a special presentation from one of our premier poets in the community sharing a very powerful poem associated with this event and Sam Smith. So, once again, that is uh, uh, Samuel L. Smith. Uh, Foundation readathon and celebration of Sam Smith uh, tomorrow. And that's also going to be at the West Las Vegas Library. So hopefully, you all will come out. If you need more information, uh, go to my Our Own Voices Facebook page and uh, we'll try to get that information to you. And, you know, I'm glad that you transitioned into Sam and these events going on because these events go on so. To help inspire people and to help our community, but we sort of are doing this in a helter skelter fashion. In other words, we're just doing, and we have a goal. Each each organization, whether it's a nonprofit, it's a community activist organization, it's a, just a group of people or individuals, they have goals. But are we working? As efficiently and in an organized fashion, and as I just said, together, for us to achieve an overall goal for our community and our people. Now, we call it a Black Agenda. And I've said it before on the show, but one of the things that impacted me was when the Bernie Sanders people came into town and they came to the gathering that we have every Friday at the West Side Bistro located at 710 West Lake Boulevard from 12 to every Friday. <laughs> um, when they came and they asked us, hey, we want to list you and your community needs so we can start the working on building up some type of platform To help bring about that need. Now, first of all, I was flabbergasted that someone actually came to us saying that. And this is what we always talk about: what if somebody came to us and asked us, "What do we want them to do?" Would we know what to say? Now, I had my list, but I realized that that's a list that we have developed at the gathering and on the Our Own Voices and What Do Black People Want? The Black Agenda Facebook pages but it wasn't maybe the overall community need. And I said, wow, it has finally happened, but we're not prepared. Now, I did share what we have, but what we need, what I believe we need to have is an overall list of needs for the African-American community, and specifically not black and brown because that can be a separate list that might incorporate some of the things from this list, from the black agenda. But we need a black agenda. And what I've called on and Dr. Tyler called on on her Facebook post this morning, the Clark, Clark County Black Caucus, the black elected officials, all of them. Now maybe, maybe, and I'm just throwing this out here, before we bring the black elected now? officials in, Maybe we need to get together as a community first. Now, I'm not saying they're not part of the community because they are, but they're also a part of the party mechanism, the establishment. And maybe we should get it together first, and then once we think we have it together, then bring them into the equation. Now, that's just a thought. I'm not saying it's absolutely it's just a thought. Let us get it together, then bring them
3: in. Well, good thought. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, one of the one of the, the the I guess the core principles of of uh, our black agenda, uh, I'm sure, very top, probably in the top five, T- is is us working together. You um, know, I, I I don't always participate in a lot of the uh, community events, and I'm making a concerted effort to. You know, make more time to get more involved. We we went to Sankofa last night together, the Sankofa speaking series in 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 um, support of the Sam Smith Educational Foundation. And I really, I you know, I'd had a knee procedure this week, wasn't feeling my my myself totally, but I was so happy that I came out last night. Mr. Jeremy, who's a young man here in the community, that I I wasn't familiar with until I went to put my comment up on Facebook and saw that he had reached me already. I was already friends with him on Facebook, so it was nice to uh, bring a social media acquaintance into the real world, and I have to say I was very impressed with his, his talk and what he shared, and I bought his book. I'm just about done with it, and it was really inspiring and uplifting. You know, uh, Mister Mr. Jeremy's uh, quotes—it was very uplifting. I like the way he put it together, and I look forward to seeing his his uh, his next book. And he's just a young man, as he put it, that you know has always wanted to work ever since he was in ever since he was six years old. So it, it was. It's good to get out into the community is my, my, my uh, basic point here. Uh, no man or woman in the is their own island, and we all in this together. So it, I really enjoyed your company yesterday, Rodney, beyond the gathering, and, and uh, it was nice to get out to Sankofa. Uh, if you guys are here in the valley, Please join us at the West Las Vegas Art Center. Uh, Dr. Guriere is doing a wonderful job with the speaker series. Uh, we covered education. Yesterday was uh, an entrepreneur workshop, and it was really good. And even Rodney said he had us do an exercise with some, with two index cards, and you know, part of the exercise was putting down his seven principles of success, and the other card was he had us list what was holding us back from achieving our personal uh, best. And at the end of his talk, he said, you know, for us to take that card that we had wrote down uh, what was holding us back, and we all stood together and held it up in the air, and he said, now rip it up. And even Mr. Rodney had to say, that was cool. That was fun. That's a good that was great. I heard you say it. It was so cool. I was like, yeah, it was cool, right? <laughs> it
2: was a well, the beauty of it was that he showed you that, hey, get rid of those things that are holding you back. And the ripping yep. of the the card with it on there was symbolic of doing that. So, yeah, I thought that was excellent. It was a nice surprise. Now, when it comes to – now, if we – as as we're putting together our black agenda if we wanted to rip up and make cards for all the things that's holding us back, we would probably forever be ripping, writing stuff down and ripping up cards. In this particular scenario, what we need to do is we need to find out all of those things that we need. Now maybe it's things that's holding us back. But how do you how do you get beyond that? How do you get, how do you fulfill those things?
3: Give from a hold well, back to a a of a, a, a supercharged, you know, I hear you. How how do you you transition that from okay, this is holding me up to this is what I've checked off the list of hold ups.
2: So what I've done and now I've made a list and when we had uh, uh, state Senator Nina Turner from Ohio Come out to visit us a- At a gathering, this time it was at T.T.'s Rib Crib And <laughs> T.T.'s Rib Crib is located on South Durango, uh, the cross street Would be uh, Spring Mountain And big shout out to uh, to Sharon for hosting us here uh, And we're there every Fifth Friday But I-, I bought a black agenda That we had been working on And I presented it to the folks And, and what it clearly states It says write down your top ten list of things you need to change fix, or work on with number one being the most urgent. Please be as specific as possible. If you write education, what about it? Let's start uh, right now. Even if your list is identical to someone else's, then copy and paste it. If you can think of ten, write down what you can think of look at other lists, and feel free to borrow from their list because they may have some good things out there, too. And then come up with your list. Come up with your own list. So here yeah. are, now now the list that we came up with, it's a list of mm-hmm. external and internal things, external things being things sort of beyond our control within our community <laughs> to deal with you know. Maybe we need political help or something else. And then internal things, meaning things that we can deal with ourselves, right, whether it's in our households or specifically in our community. And as we've compiled the list, one of the most interesting things about the list is that about six out of the ten things were things that were internal to us. In other words, it yeah. was things that we could do within our own community. Within
3: our own power,
2: absolutely. So that should actually encourage us to show that a lot of the things that we need we actually have all that we need to improve them within ourselves. So that was now, I don't know if the end list will be this list, but I do want to share with you this list so that you can see what we've come up with. Now, this is, again, this is not absolute and it is not the end.
1: This is a
2: working document. And the very first thing, we kind of talked on it a little earlier, was in improving the relationship between black men and black women. And this is a little controversial nowadays, and I understand that, but nevertheless, this is a list. And on this list, what it says was something, it's an internal item, but it is something that was the first thing. And basically, it says declare marriage as the ultimate relationship goal, and then push our publicly funded educational systems to teach traditional marriage preparation. In schools Declare marriage
1: As the ultimate
2: Relationship goal And then push our publicly funded Education system To teach traditional Marriage preparation In schools (laughs) And I also Posted it in the chat room Now I know Some people might take issue with that And that's okay Come again, come up with your list. We've taken the time to make this list, and we, at the very beginning stated that if you have a list, make your list let's let's see let's add it to the discussion. This is a list to provoke discussion, so that was number one number two, and this was also something internal to black people. You know, my home girl, uh, Shorty, has a, a page with some others that she collaborates on called Straight Talk, No Front, And it's a relationship group. My brother, Thomas Berry, has a relationship group called Black Love, Lust, and a couple other things. <laughs> and then, of course, we have Sexual Empowerment, also located here out of Las Vegas. And I belong to a bunch of these groups. And they talk about relationships. And there's more of them that's being created. Matter of fact, I met a brother last night. He has one with over, I believe it's 5,500 members in it, and it's about relationships. So, relationship is obviously on our minds, and it's good to see that we're and so many people are popping up, thinking about it and talking about it, right, and wanting to talk about it. Well, now, and that's a good thing. But now we kind of have to give it some direction, right? We have to funnel it in. So, number number two, an internal thing. Start reading to your children while still in the womb and teach them to read
1: before they
2: start school. Start reading to your children while still in the womb and teach them to read before they start school. That's number two on our list, and that's something that we can do ourselves. It's it's an easy one, and it's important. You know, we have the prison industrial complex, and do you all know that about nine states determine their future prison capacity? In other words, how many more cells do they need to build? They do this from the number of people who are not reading proficient in third grade. And Dr. you know Linda what, Rodney? I mean, wrote an article I mean, in Our Own Voices outlining this for us. Go ahead, Angela.
3: I, I was just going to say, and I'm glad you brought the prison industrial complex up because the kind of transitions into something a little bit of, of what I definitely wanted to make a point to bring up um, during this broadcast. This week, Ms. Hillary Clinton was on the Morning Joe uh talk show and she was saying how hurt and you know really upset she was that people were pre- questioning uh her trustworthiness. The prison industrial complex is a direct outcome from ninety six crime bill. And that's a Clinton policy. We know the Clinton administration was was the dual No, they branded it as that themselves. And um, you're bringing up the fact that we have the power to teach our children to read right at our own dining room table, just as you and me learned how to read. You know, my kid, your kid, you taught your kids how to read right there at your own dining room table. And, you know, that's where it, it, it starts at for all of us. And, to know that you can stop this, help to stem this tide to, from the, the prison industrial complex by doing something that we all do at our dining room table, which is teach our young people how to read uh, so that they can be on or beyond grade level uh, when they get to school. Um Directly addresses Mrs. Um, Mrs. Clinton uh, saying that she's upset with people. When you say you, when she for me this week when she said that she was upset that people are questioning her trustworthiness. What upsets me? What infuriates me? Actually, I was hot as fisheries I since I'm cooled down to just hot. Um, what upsets me is that. She's considered leadership and she's telling us now that we're wrong to question leadership. It is our responsibility as citizens to question leadership always. I don't care about hurting her feelings. Your feelings don't have nothing to do with it as far as I'm concerned. And I'm, I'm offended that once again, her flippant attitude where The citizens are concerned, and maybe she should look deeper into her approach to citizens doing what we are supposed to do, which is hold truth to the light, bring the responsibility where it belongs. You, they are they, We are to hold them responsible If we put you in the seat Of an elected office It is our responsibility As the citizens to be vigilant To not just go vote And let you go off about your merry way And do whatever you want to do uh, You're doing the people's work Not your private personal work So don't tell me That your feelings are hurt That we don't trust you We did It's this isn't about you like that. This is about absolutely have the right to understand what is going on in our name. So I, I, I thought that that was a wonderful opportunity to to just get that off my mind and off my chest, and hopefully put in the forefront of Black women, particularly oh, particularly um, because we are the the uh, important decision maker. Right now, our, our vote Really matters This election, which is why Mrs. Clinton and everybody In this presidential race Is, you know, addressing us We're watching them right now This weekend, uh, down in Georgia And, and, and Carolina, and, and all Across this, this uh, race state Leading up to Super Tuesday uh, We all Need to Question, and Be vigilant And hold people Accountable that we put in Charge
2: Uh, This is all true And and that includes people who look like You and I I, Just
1: Because they
2: are Black does not give them A pass they need to Be responsible for their actions uh, Towards this community just Like everyone else and as a matter of fact If they are Black and running for political office And not willing to engage with the Community not offering the Community any solutions or not Listening to your solution which I must say was disheartening When it was such a difference When the Bernie Sanders people came to Us at the gathering they came Asking what we wanted When the Clinton people Eventually came To the gathering they Told us what they couldn't do And what they didn't want to hear And I just thought that was such a difference in tune,
1: and it was very disappointing.
3: Absolutely. You know, me and Michael are watching on Showtime, a wonderful show, and I encourage everybody else to tune in because it's so on point. It's called The Circus. It's about this political cycle that we're going through right now. Current, It's it's following each candidate through the process of uh, winning the election to the White House And I gotta say Everybody else on the campaign Trail has been an open book Mrs. Clinton has Went out of her way To not even allow Them to get a, a clear shot Of her coming out of uh, Different spaces that She's uh, giving Giving her uh, talks yeah. And It is a very clear Difference and the approach we 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 were both a little uh taken aback by that um as we've been i think they're like in four or two episodes, but you know if you if you can and you have show time, please check out that show the circus because it really really breaks it down and 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 puts this process into some pretty interesting and adjustable uh, yes it does Very
2: so telling. when we can- When we can get all of these these people, or as many of them as we get, to do it, and I say we should do it now because the election cycle is going on now. And to be quite honest, I don't really believe there is a tomorrow for black people in this country.
3: There, if we want to see that that,
2: I do not believe that there is tomorrow for black people in the United States of America. If we want things to improve for us then we need to do it today. We cannot put it off for tomorrow. We surely cannot put it off for another year. The election cycle is this year, it is now. Elections are being held at least one per week. And in some weeks multiples. And this is for both parties. So the decisions the that urgency are made of right now, now.
3: You're you're right. We are now living the urgency of right now. And Dr. King put it,
2: the fierce urgency of now. Well, there is, it's just as appropriate to say that today as it was back during those times of the Civil Rights Movement. We have to do it. So I did want to give you all a third agenda item. And as amazing as it may seem, the third agenda item, is another agenda item that is internal to us. And this is another easy one, I believe. It says limit your household to two TVs or less until at least high school with one being in the family room. Limit your household to two TVs or less until at least high school with one being in the family room. TV, media in general, impacts and influences us, and of course it does the same for our children. TV being the primary source with music, the computer, cell phone, also being a part of the media. This is important. Now, again, this is just our list. You may come up with some other lists, and that's okay. Okay. And then we may have an internal list. We may have an external list. This is a general list of of all the things that we can do. What things would it be that made the most impact? So number four, number four, and this is the first one that involves something external to us. And the reason why I say that is it's something that we have to do, but we have to really engage our elective. To do it and in the state of Nevada A form of it uh, As presented by Assemblyman Harvey Munster, uh Before he was termed limited Out of the assembly Has been pushing this for years And it's finally gone through But the final form and the funding Hasn't and so this is Still just as important And This one Involves education Education is the key It says incorporate African-slash-African-American history into uh, history and culture into K-12 publicly funded colleges, universities, and schools of higher learning systems nationwide. So let me give it to you again. Incorporate African-slash-African-American history into K-12 publicly funded colleges, universities, and schools of higher learning systems nationwide. And we're going to modify that to go instead of K through 12 to pre-K through 12. And instead of just African slash African-American history, we're going to add history and culture. Yes, we want to teach about our culture. And I think that this is critically important because this branches off into so many different areas. It branches off into how we feel about ourselves as contributors to anything in the world and in this country and how others see us and how they see themselves. Because right now we have a Eurocentric education that focuses on what Europeans did, whether they actually did it or not. Because the reality of it is, Many of the things that were taught in school that Europeans founded, created, are inaccurate. And it was actually people of color who did it. So this is critically important. This is how people see us, how they view us. Do they view us as just being dredges on society? In other words, they've never contributed anything. They just benefit from the work and labor of other people because that's often how we're spoken to. Uh, Do police officers see us as valued as they see others? This is part of Black Lives Matter. Of course the answer is no. It's not all police. But see, it doesn't have to be all police. Because when one child is shot innocently, that snuffed out the life of that family, the whole family, the whole community. We've seen how it's impacted this whole nation. So this one is critically important to us, at least I believe. But what do you believe? Again, this is just what we've come up with. And due to time, we won't be able to go into our entire uh, list of 10, but it is on our Facebook page, What Do Black People Want? The Black Agenda. It's also posted in the Facebook event for this radio show today. And I I listed all ten of the things on our agenda items. You know, Franklin G., Franklin Burley, mentioned that just like the military has a uniform code of military justice, maybe the United States should have a uniform code of legal action, when there is a shooting of a, a specifically, especially an unarmed black person in this country. In other words, there is a set mechanism that's already in place, that, like a checklist that you go and you do. All right, this is who handles it. We need to contact this person who we'll needs to do this business. So a uniform code of action after these shootings, just like the military had the Uniform Code of Military Justice. Great idea, and we're glad he added that to the discussion. Again, I say, what do you all have? 347-826-9600, 347-826-9600, press option one to speak. We put out a call to action, and this is not just for Las Vegas. This is throughout the country, wherever you are, to contact those people, those organizations that are in positions of power. I gave some examples, the Urban League, the NAACP, the National Action Network. If you have a black chamber and or urban chamber of commerce, your pastors, if there is a religious body there that, so for here we have, The Ministers' Alliance, which is a bunch of uh, churches represented and pastors. We also have the Shepherd's Breakfast, which is some and other pastors. Well, there's a group of people right there where we can talk about those things that are important to us. And maybe everyone doesn't want to participate. You know, it's too bad, but maybe they weren't meant to participate. Maybe folks want to develop their own list. Well, that's okay. Let them and encourage them to develop that list. But then let's submit the list, categorize, compile the list, and then let's bring the people in to see what they believe is important to them and prioritize the list. Come up with talking points for the list. Present this list to the people in power and make sure that all of the organizations that participated has these lists and that this is what we are collectively shooting for. Give it to our elected officials, give it to our community leaders, give it to our pastors, give it to our family. So that's the call to action. The call to action is to develop these lists. Instead of saying, if we all come together together, change it to we are coming together.
3: Let's make sure we do come together and make it happen. Otherwise we get we get leadership that feel like we don't have the right to question the work that they're doing and the impact of the work that they're doing on our lives. And that's just the bottom line.
2: If we want more We're going to have to work towards it because we will get what we work for. We will get what we work for. And we will get who we deserve in the public arena of politics if we do not participate. Because that person that we will deserve is the person that others have chosen for us. And that is a harsh reality, but that is the reality. Some people said, Rodney, why are you running for Congress? I said, I'm running for Congress because I want to take our list with me. As a matter of fact, I'm going to have it in my phone, and I'm going to have it on a sheet of paper that I carry around in my pocket at all times. And every opportunity that I get a chance, if you all will elect me to represent you, every opportunity I get a chance to bring this list up, just as Assemblyman Munsford did, which is education initiative here in the legislature. I'm going to bring it up. But like Bernie Sanders said, because people say, well, Rodney, nobody's going to want to do that for black people. They don't have to want to do it for black people. But I tell you what, they will want to do it for that vote that black people have. And we need to, as a pastor, say, make it plain, make it clear that if they want our vote, then this is what we want from them. We're not asking, we're telling them. They're public servants. We are the public. Well, I guess that means they are our servants in this capacity. And I'm saying that we don't need to wait for next year. This is something that needs to happen as soon as possible. Next month, you know, all this month we've talked about this for Black History Month. Next month is women's History Month. Well, sisters, I hear that you all are the doers nowadays, so I'm calling on you now. we're gonna do our part. I'm gonna do mine for sure but let's let's put it together. You say men just talk, some people say bloviate <laughs> okay then let's 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 put those those feet to action then you put it together. I'd like to say we put it together as a group, but you do your part, we'll do our part. No better time than as we celebrate the cradle of all life, our women, to talk about bringing life to our community, and that life will come about from that agenda. And yes, I do not mind talking about blackness and black stuff as your representative. I've had some people say, well, Rodney, if you do that, then you won't get elected. There's 80,000 black people, at least in my district. These are voter-aged people. Well, if I can't get voted into office with 80,000 when there's roughly 80,000 that totally voted the last time in a presidential year, then that just means that maybe I wasn't the right person in your mind. Or you weren't ready to move on with this black agenda, because again, this is something we can almost do on our own. But I'm going to represent all the people from and that you know
3: district. what, it's black
2: not, people it's,
1: have to get involved.
3: Absolutely, it's not like the black agenda is excluding anyone else. Everything that's on the black agenda, if we implement it and achieve it, it, it improves the quality of community overall. So you know, I just want to make it clear, just because. The, the the name is the Black Agenda doesn't exclude anyone else, but the upliftment and and the improvement uh, when implemented will affect community overall in a positive manner, and that's something that we all should want. And every group in this in this community we call the United States of America, you know, has their individual items that that uh, apply to. You know their 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 goals and and needs. So it, and that's not to exclude anyone else. To include your your own faith, not to exclude anyone else. You know, I think that's that's where the uh, Black Lives Matter thing has gotten misunderstood. Just because you say Black Lives Matter, that is not to exclude anyone else's lives. Of course, all lives matter, but we. Paying particular attention to this community, this issue right now, and it's not to exclude anyone else.
2: Well, you know, this is this is uh this is still Black History Month. We talking about black stuff, unabashedly, <laughs> black stuff, chest out, and everything. I don't have to apologize. I don't have to caveat. We talking blackness. And I think this is a leap year, so we get an extra day this year to talk extra about day to blackness.
1: Do it. <laughs> and we're
2: going to talk about True blackness. That. As a matter of fact, I may, I may keep posting stuff about the black agenda throughout the year because I stay black all year, not just in February. The needs yeah, are the same all it's year. A,
3: it's not a, 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 one, a one month out of, out of the 12 things for us. It's, it's 365.
2: <laughs> yeah, because remember... Black History Month is for everybody else. So right. give you a reason. We know it. I mean, we can always give learn some it. Give you some, some insight. And give you
3: a peek, peek behind the curtain. But uh, 365, I'm still black.
2: That's and right. So of- hopefully you all have gotten something out of our discussion, this call to action. And a big shout out to my sister girl, Dr. Tiffany Tyler, for tagging me on the post this morning. Uh, about this call to action, uh, to do this. It. Good to see that more people are, are getting involved, more organizations. And I'm I'm calling out to us all, let's do this. Let's do this. We have the facility. There's plenty of church houses out there and we have other places. We have the West Las Vegas uh theater where we can get a bunch of people together if need be. We can share the cause. Hey there might be some brothers and sisters who can put it totally, but it shouldn't be a shared cost thing. Everybody needs to have some skin in the game.
3: Right, This It's going to
2: benefit us all. So the call to action is we must gather together to just meet and greet one another, get to know one another, as Sam Smith taught us to do here in Las Vegas. Then once we see each other as our brother and our sister, as a person I know versus a person just on the street, Then we can develop Mm -hmm. a certain level of comfort and trust Where we can start moving forward In a uniform manner To achieve some of these goals that we talked about today Or whatever goals you all come up in your community So you have to do that And we have to have We have to get our community leaders Together Black community leaders Not black and brown This is black people Get black people together. Not be ashamed or
1: fearful of
2: it. Get us together. You know, broadcast it live on on YouTube or any other streaming mechanism. Facebook. Use your periscope, periscope. Every
3: live streaming, of, every live streaming outlet that we have available, we need to put it out there because you know we don't. We no longer have to depend on the network to cover us. We could cover us twenty four seven with our own social media platform. When I caucus last weekend. I broadcast live from my Facebook page uh, to to bring everybody along on the journey.
2: So if if you're afraid that they may come in and try to break us up, they can do that. They can do that any time, but at least the rest of the world will know we were just assembling peacefully as citizens of America exercising our constitutional right to empower ourselves and improve a segment of the American community which happens to be black people, African Americans. We have to do this. We have no choice because there is no guarantee for tomorrow. And if you look at the trending lines in our trajectory, our tomorrow is looking pretty bleak. We have to do this. And sooner versus later. We cannot wait till next year. We can't wait till the summer. We need to get this together as soon as possible. Call your right call now. your buddy Absolutely. that you know that's in the NAACP. Call your friend that's with the urban league. Call your home girl that's with the link.
3: Call your brother okay. that's at the logs. Call 'em. Well, this you know, this Sunday is yeah, and there's been months and months of, of chatter on social media And mainstream media, um, terrestrial media uh, You know, Oscar's so white Well, the only thing missing from the NAACP, the Urban League Or any of these other organizations If you're not seeing what what you like or what you need The only thing is missing is you N ts uh local membership only is like fifteen, twenty dollars. We throw that away at uh Saturday morning breakfast. We know we do with that later. So um and nothing to it but to do it and no other uh group rolls away their uh historic organization and we're not gonna start with uh we, we, we're not going to be the first community to throw away our historic organizations. They are of value. We have to utilize them. If you don't like something about the uh, M-O-L-A-C-T, you know, I get that so often. Oh, I don't see what they're doing. What? You don't see what they're doing because you're not there to do that. Change that. These organizations are here. And, and, and they've been here for, uh, the uh, NWACP is celebrating their 107th year of existence. Who throws out a, a, a super uh, centurion? Who, who does that? Nobody. They have seen things that you can only imagine. They've been through things that you haven't even heard of. So, you know, we need to utilize... Um, our most valuable resources and work towards what we agree on and, and work towards changing what we what we don't necessarily agree with.
2: Well, it is on us. So that brings us to the conclusion of another episode of Our Own Voices Live. And today The last Saturday of Black History Month, we, our topic was Black Agenda Call to Action. Now it's on you. Collectively, it is on us. If we want it, as Angela said, we have to do it. There's the old Nike phrase, just do it. You know, don't just say if, because if is like a hope, a wish. If has no action to it, we need, it's time for action. It's what we are going to do, what we are doing, and what we need to do is actively engage in a, having these gatherings on a frequent basis to get to know one another and then have specific gatherings to establish Black agenda and we need to do It so So thank you all for listening To us we appreciate you This is the last Saturday Of Black History Month we have a lot of activities Going on in the community Uh, Just a few minutes ago Dr. Green's Event at the Cheyenne campus uh, Of CSN uh, His book signing started This is living history this is a man Who marched with King who helped Take care of Dr. King's children Who was there In many of the big events That we talk about That we reminisce about Uh, We have that going on from I believe it's 2 to 4 And then we have black girls uh, Inspired Letter to my sisters That'll be going on uh, This evening I believe, is that at 4 or is that at 6? I
3: think it's at 4 I don't I think Check it out on Facebook. Uh, we are definitely going to share it on our Facebook page because I don't want to misquote. So, absolutely.
2: And then tomorrow, uh, Anza, tell them about the. Uh, uh,
3: we got the the readathon, so come on out. Bring you, bring your, bring your your good readers, and and uh, those that are turning into good readers. We need to uh, really. Get with our young people, because they're going into testing uh, for next week. Uh, So it's timely that Dr. Gurrier, a former educator, former principal, history maker, uh, has decided that the uh, direction that the Samuel Smith uh, Educational Foundation would, would honor him being black bookstore owner, as well as, you know, strengthening reading skills of, of young people because it's so important to uh, our community. So the read time is tomorrow, 2 o'clock at the West Las Vegas Arts Center or the theater, depending on how, you know, how you guys bombard the door. And I, I, I want everybody, I want to encourage everybody to, you know, don't beat me there, beat me there. And we'll see you next week. Make it a great week.
2: All right, everybody, you be safe out there and get to work on, on your agenda. I Get to work on getting to meet and getting to know uh, one another. And until then, I'm going to be out enjoying these last uh, few days of Black History Month. Uh, uh, today would have been a birth of my mother, and I'm going to take that in, but one of the ways that I'm going to remember her participating in things of blackness today. So I love you, Mom, and uh, I hope that you're proud of your baby boy. All right, Angela, just sign it off. Absolutely. We'll see everybody back next week, 1230 p.m. on the West Coast.
3: 330 out of east.
2: Oh, you know what? Uh, hold on. Uh, Angela, if you need to log up, I see we have a caller. I'm going to try to get them in real quick. Uh, go ahead, caller. You're on Our Own Voices Live. Do you have a question or comment for us before we get up here?
3: Thanks for calling me. Hello?
2: Okay, they're listening to some BG. So, uh, all right. Damn, we, Yeah, well, we need to do that. All right, I guess we missed them. Hopefully you will call back uh, next time. So, all right, I was just trying to get one one call in before we signed off. Uh, please call back next week. We will be back on the air, and we look forward to hearing from all of you. Go to Our Own Voices Live on Facebook, and you can leave any questions or comments that you have about the show there, and we'll try to address them through the week, and maybe we can get one of them on the air uh, next week if you call in. Thank you very much. Talk to everybody later. Bye-bye.
0: Bye. bye Wow. is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?